0: EM Board
1: Bombs. Welcome back to EM Board Bombs. Uh, We are here live. Where, Doctor Briggs?
0: ASEP Twenty Two, San Fran.
1: Hey, Marlene. What booth are we in?
0: Booth
2: Eight Hundred, EM News.
1: Look at that. We got a special guest today. Although, is she really a guest? She's part of the team. She's part of the team. She's absolutely. a regular. She's a
0: regular She's now. Irregular. You know, before we get started, we have to give a shout out to EM News for letting Look us out. sit at their booth and use their booth. Did you know that EM
1: News is the most trusted source in emergency medicine? Hey, how many years? 44 years. Boom. There you go. That's honest all you reporting. Need That's all you got to know. 40 plus years. Done. As long as EM has been around, basically. All right? <laughs> EM News has been there, covering it. Exactly. From the beginning.
0: Exactly. Hey, but welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast. We are live, as we said, at ASEP 22 we help you study for boards, but in reality, we help you study for Hashtag EM Life, one rapid podcast at a time. Again, Blake Briggs here, co-founder, co-host with Iltafak Hussein. Co-founder, co-host, just want to make that clear.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think you made that clear enough here, but that's fine. <laughs> co-founder. Dr. Hussein is upset. Uh, because I'm not upset, okay? <laughs> He's a little bit... Am I a little bit hurt yeah. that at S.A.M. you were the only one that had a poster there? Cardboard and cutout. And I was not there as a cardboard cutout? Yeah. Sure. But the second thing was coming to find out, I started hearing that, you know, everyone here for all our podcast <laughs> sessions is saying you're the main uh, co-founder, you know? Yeah, was the only founder. That
0: wasn't uh, my fault. I... Immediately corrected it, sent an email out. You did. Anyway, you did hey, we rectified. gotta we're go with the STEM. Here All right, we go, go, go. People are busy, go, go. people moving things around us, clearly. I know. We gotta
1: hurry up. We gotta be quick. We, you know, we're gonna
0: get trapped in here tonight at the exhibit hall. We will. You might All get
1: right. the bar when it's closing. So yes. Yeah, it's so so, so hey, go.
0: for each 15-minute episode, you gain high yield board knowledge. As we like to say, come for the STEMs, stay for the content. Yeah. As usual, we have to plug our premium podcast, EM Rapid Bombs. If you enjoy EM Board Bombs, but want a TikTok version of our podcast, that's what our Rapid Bombs podcast is. We prepare you for boards and clinical practice. Don't waste your time just studying for boards. What a waste of time. Do both at the same time. Unlike other EM study resources, our premium podcast downloads directly to your favorite podcast player on your smartphone. We have over 280 podcast episodes now and counting. That's a lot. Each episode is two to four minutes long. We drop high yield bombs in a question answer format. It gets seared into your memory. On average, we drop like three to four episodes a week. So you get a new podcast delivered to you almost daily. So hey, finish up here.
1: So, again, don't waste your time studying just for the test with traditional board questions. Optimize your time with our board pearls. Go to emrapidbombs.supercast.com. Look at the show notes of the podcast as well. We'll have some links. It's a great way to support the pod and everything we do on the website as well. Thank you. Hey, let's get into this question. Let's Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. go. Read this time. A 27-year-old male presents to your ED with a chief complaint of, quote, I got worms, end quote. Not joking. You ask him to elaborate more. He states he noticed weight loss after he went, quote, globetrotting. There are a lot of quotes in this question. Uh, when you ask him to elaborate, he spent significant time in Laos. He proceeds to show you pictures on his phone of his stool, but uh, when you ask him why he thinks he has tapeworms, he proceeds to show you videos of people pulling tapeworms out of their anus. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a real thing that happens sometimes to EM providers. I think we're the only specialty that gets to see people's personal videos. Mm-hmm. You, being an EM physician, are fascinated by this and ask him if he was having any respiratory symptoms with this, he states, yes. This phenomenon, you know, with the respiratory symptoms is known as, A, tropical pulmonary eosinophilia, B, miliary TB, C, Loeffler's syndrome, or D, allergic bronchopulmonary asperoliosis. That's a mouthful right there.
0: that's, That's, whoa, that's aggressive.
1: That is aggressive. Hey, Marlena, hey, what's the right answer here?
0: So, the right
2: answer here for this phenomenon is Loeffler syndrome, which was C.
1: Boom.
0: Hey, let's dive into it. Marlena's going to lead the way here because um, she's an expert. She's
1: an expert in this in type this. of yes. pathologies. Yes.
2: So, the parasite that we're getting at here is a nematode, which is not actually a toad, but it's a worm, a parasitic worm. Mm. And in this case, it's the most common parasitic worm in humans, and that's Ascarius lumbricoides.
1: I'm so glad she pronounced that and not me. Yeah, because you know what Mike should have ESL would have been. been really bad. I know, though. it would have been really bad. Yes, yes. So. We learned
0: yeah. about this back in med school. I remember this is the type of stuff that I studied two days for step 1. Do you remember this? That page in First Aid Step 1 book?
1: I, you know, this I, I might have just just called it, it and said no. I'm just going to get this one wrong. I did that with biostats. Yeah, there you go. Everyone kind of had their topic where they were like, "You know what? I'm just going to take this one for the team." And we you all know? agree
0: we all punted in reality. Well, yeah. Well,
1: that's yeah. <laughs>
2: No Wait. one shows me pictures of their embryos in the EDs.
1: So. There you go. Yeah, that'd Done. That'd be exactly.
0: something. Hey, well, let's dig into this, stuff Where is it? Where do you see this kind of stuff? Yeah,
2: so it's pretty common in the endemic regions, which is like Sub-Saharan Africa, which in case you don't know what Sub-Saharan is, that's like the non-Arab parts of Africa, uh, Southeast Asia, the Americas, especially Latin Americas. So the question stem is probably going to mention a recent trip to one of these places like in this was Laos.
0: Absolutely. It's going to have to. That's how you know to at least think about it.
2: And then patients are exposed pretty much the way they, they get exposed to most parasites, which is by ingesting things contaminated with feces, yeah. like food Delicious. or water. Because the larvae live in the feces.
1: Um, so what do you say to people, though, that say that's what gives the food that great street vibe and flavor? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm looking for, like, the bright side. I don't know. I don't know. continue, continue. So
0: what's the life cycle of these? uh, You know, very briefly here, this is not the most high yield, but it's interesting, and we're at ASEP, so why not? Scientific assembly here.
2: Yeah, and I think thinking about the life cycle actually helps me remember the the symptoms of this, because it's not too straightforward. So the eggs hatch in the intestines and they burrow through the gut wall, take your circulatory superhighway into the lungs. So in the lungs, the larvae actually like burst through into the alveoli and allow them to travel back to your mouth by crawling up your bronchioles in your trachea, where you then cough them up and re-swallow them.
1: Okay, you know, this is, I, I will just, remembering this life cycle and just reading it all over again, I'll be honest, it comes searing back to me. Yeah. Wow, like, exactly mm-hmm. what it was. Ugh.
2: You remember the picture and you remember, like, the, the disturbing yeah. spot and of, like, it was like, popping
1: the, yeah.
0: and it's
2: a worm. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And it's uh. frightening. Yeah. yeah,
0: nightmares.
2: So then, like the prodigal son, the worms return <laughs> to reference. your intestines where, yeah, right. they, they mature into adults there. And the mature adult worms are really big, by the way. We're talking like 20 to 30 centimeters long, which is probably why people make videos of pulling them out of there. That
1: is, oh my gosh, pulling them out of there. You mean you can say it, you don't. Out it, of their, their anus. Anus. There you go, yeah. boom. Dr. Briggs, sorry, stepped away for a second. We are doing this live at ASAP, so uh, he had a colleague uh, come here. We're gonna keep going though, because that's what we do. We just, you gotta keep going when you're doing it live, right? That's
2: right. So the worms themselves actually don't multiply in the human host, which is pretty interesting because that means after like one year, the worm's gonna die and come out in your feces. Ah. So you can be spontaneously cured if you don't get reinfected again. But the issue with that is that the female and male worms actually do copulate in your intestines and the female lays like 20,000 eggs a day, which then go out into the world through your feces. So if there's any kind of hygiene issue, you're obviously going to get reinfected.
1: You're saying 20,000 eggs in your intestine Yes. in a day. Yes. Does that make you a bit bloated?
2: It, it does see this is why knowing the life cycle can Boom. help you remember the symptoms here um, so we talked about like the pulmonary side of things sure um, when they you know burst through your alveoli um, and that's why about a week after ingestion you get respiratory symptoms and that's when the larvae are migrating causing this like transient pneumonitis
1: mm. and that's that syndrome refer to as?
2: Loeffler syndrome. I can say it for you if you're
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, I was. Actually, thank you so much for saying that. Because I was going to try, but I was so proud of myself for getting it right in the (laughs) answer choices as well. So yeah, I mean, so essentially that's when the eosinophils, they're going to accumulate in the lungs in response to this parasitic infection. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, patients, they can present to you with wheezing, dyspnea, cough, even hemoptysis, and a fever. And your chest x-ray would show pulmonary infiltrates.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, An and interesting thing about that is that you actually don't want to treat the patient during that phase because that's going to really increase the risk of pneumonitis.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you want to wait.
2: Yep. You want to wait until your late phase infection, which is what this patient would be currently presenting with when he's like having symptoms of like bloating and distension, anorexia, and it can even progress to bowel obstruction.
1: Oh, bowel obstruction from tapeworms and eggs. Yeah. That is not ideal. I
2: mean, you think about it, like 20,000 eggs and then like worms that are 30 centimeters long. You can I see mean, how. this
1: is this something, like, what is that movie uh, where you have like the thing coming out of someone's intestine?
2: Oh, Alien, where she alien. like alien. it is called the alien. alien. There you go. Yeah. it doesn't really birth it, this is like alien. out of her. This yeah. is like Alien. This ah. is like Alien. Oh my gosh. All except- right. Except... It's worms.
1: Yeah. So can can you talk about the asymptomatic uh, infection as well in kids?
2: Yeah. So kids actually are pretty commonly asymptomatically infected, and they're just going to have like malnutrition and growth retardation. Mm. So if you have a kid coming from another country that has poor growth, you always want to consider parasitic infections, not just a scariest, but a, a number of parasitic infections.
1: Okay, interesting. So you know, really, this leads me to you know, I'm thinking in my head, I've got this person from their country. Um, they're having bloating, um, you know, like weight loss, not feeling well, some respiratory symptoms as well. Diagnosis, like what what is going to be like your gold standard here?
2: Yeah. So luckily, it's the same thing for most worms, which right. is a stool exam for ova and parasites. Oh, which well. this patient was very excited to have you do via the pictures on his phone exactly we know is a common thing i mean getting through a month without someone showing me a picture of their poop is yeah. pretty rare
1: well i will also this is probably tmi i've had a patient try to show me something on their phone but accidentally pulled up sensitive pictures which was uh quite disturbing to me Some and hours. uh things that i will never be able to see are out of my memory unfortunately
2: this is our lives guys yep so um you just gotta keep in mind that the stool exam is gonna be negative for like the first month after ingestion because the adult worms haven't started getting it on in your intestines yet. So they haven't started <laughs> oh, laying gosh. those eggs yet. Those 20,000 a day eggs. And
1: it really is based on the symptoms though, you wouldn't really expect a ton of symptoms during that first phase right, anyways. Exactly, yeah exactly, definitely. So, yeah.
2: Um, One thing that I found, I mean, there were so many interesting pictures that I found when I was researching this episode. And let's just say I'm glad that the seat next to me on the airplane was empty because I didn't Mm. want to traumatize anyone.
1: But you know what? You were flying to ASAP. You might have had an EM doc right next to you who probably would have geeked out with you.
2: You're probably right. and. So the cool thing that I found is that on CT, if a patient has an obstruction, you can actually see the worms on the CT scan wow. because the worm burden is now. Does so it high. matter
1: uh, the cut of the CT scanner and how accurate it is?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do I don't know if you need like phase delays or right. anything like that. But
1: <laughs> oh man, oh, oh that's disgusting. That, can you imagine diagnosing that CT and telling a patient, no, you know, you are correct, you have worms. I
2: mean, the poor radiologists, they don't get out much, so it's got to be upsetting to them.
1: Yeah, or exciting, or exciting. exciting. Right? In labs, are they going to show anything?
2: Um, so I wouldn't rely on labs, but they'll probably show eosinophilia.
1: Okay. If they
2: present them on the test, they're probably going to present them with eosinophilia. Okay. So do you want to tell us about the treatment?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, The good news is there is actually a treatment for this that does not involve cutting the patient open and scooping out heapfuls (laughs) of worms, which would be disgusting, right? So you can take oral albendazole, uh, 400 milligrams. Um, Don't give it to pregnant women. That's one of the key things not to do, Um, but repeat it um, in one to three months because it really only targets the adult worms, and you want to make sure you got all of the ova. And you remember that life cycle that we talked about, right? Um, And all at this phase, you know, once they've had kind of late infection, there's a, there's literally a life cycle going on in your body, of you know ova and how they're reproducing. So that's why you want to repeat it in one to three months. Albendazole is actually expensive as well, so you want to make sure that these patients can afford it Um, at least it has been in the past so again make sure from affordability standpoint uh, that patients can afford that medications and like we mentioned before don't treat during the migration phase uh, you know the respiratory phase uh, because that's actually going to increase their chance of pneumonitis and respiratory issues And it is kind of, uh, I don't know, it would be upsetting, I think, as a patient to hear, eh, we're not going to treat this right now. We're going to wait for your respiratory symptoms to calm down and then take this pill. We
2: need to wait till the worms go into your intestines, and then we can talk about it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, what a refreshing topic. If there were any key salient points you want to uh, let us know, what are they?
2: Uh, So remember that lumbar lumbricortes, is the most common parasitic worm in humans. The test is probably gonna mention an endemic region or at least that the patient was traveling. And then remember that there's this respiratory Loeffler syndrome that happens before the worms get into the intestines. And so you might see this respiratory symptoms before the GI symptoms start.
1: Right, right. I think those are key points. And then treatment as well, because you might be asked yep. on this Albenazol, for the boards.
2: 400. Yep.
1: Boom. There you go. Um, and we talked about when you should initiate treatment as well. Well, huh, after that refreshing topic, uh, let's all uh, go grab a bite to eat. Cheers. <laughs> uh, that's it for another Board Bomb delivered. Again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at EMBoardBombs. Make sure to listen to our Premium subscription as well, emrapidbombs.supercast.com. We'll have a link to that in our show notes. Great way to support the website and also get quick three to five minute uh, podcast episodes uh, that are dropped every week um, on not just board learning, but I would say hashtag emlife, right? We want to thank uh, Marlena for coming out as well. It was a lot of fun, uh, all three of us being here. Uh, at ASAP, I think both of you guys are going to record another episode as we well. Sure That's going to be just as thrilling and riveting. Oh, it looks like uh, Dr. Briggs is back. Yeah, sorry, and I, uh, us.
0: I had to step away to talk. Sorry, to... Dr. Briggs
1: is quite yeah. uh, popular uh, here, uh, mainly because um, people have seen cardboard cutouts of him <laughs> and <laughs> other founder. things, and he's the founder of EM <laughs> Borbombs Apparently, I thought this was kind of a joint venture. He but, has very yeah. recognizable hair. Yeah, very recognizable hair. I mean, you would think that I would be somewhat recognizable with my <laughs> <think it> beard, <laughs> but you know, yeah. what can you do? Yeah. It is what it is so um anyways another board bomb delivery we had a lot of fun doing it sure um hope everyone in i don't know what we talked appreciated- about but it sounds really good well yeah because i mean <laughs> y- you were out and about you know Marlena, we'll keep doing what we do and just sounds you know good. doing all the grunt work you yeah. know hey we're good at that you know <laughs> in <So>. the background <laughs> both of us yeah While well, we let dr briggs just you know get all the adulation right someone <laughs> has to do the grunt work getting our support yeah
0: you know it's called boots on the ground
1: oh we just stop it okay all right we're out <laughs> Bye bye, bye.